Welcome back to Band in Minnesota. Hosted by Bradley Mariska and Aaron Holmes. It's the podcast called Band in Minnesota that isn't really about band and isn't just for Minnesotans. It's the podcast that needs a new title. Making my do not disturb sign, but I guarantee you (laughs) my son will disturb. Okay, so I already had a kid, like I just put my do not disturb sign up like five minutes ago. And there were like these sad looking high school kids like looking in the window of my office. And they're like, can we come in? And I was like, yes, I haven't started yet because they needed an instrument out of my office here. And they're, and I could hear them like through the door. They were talking to each other like, it says he's recording a podcast. <laughs> and my son will like pretty much kick down the door. And right. He'll, just be, he'll be arriving. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> hey thanks for joining us scott it's really good to see you um we're excited to talk band with you today um but before we talk band i think we need to clear up something really important what is the proper way to pronounce your last name <laughs> okay, yeah okay so my family it's like come row the boat yep. that's how we always tell people I'm, I bet anything, if you go back to like Poland and Ger- Germany, where it comes from, it's yeah. significantly different, but yep. th- that's how we have Americanized it, at least at this point in time in our ancestry. So. Yeah. See, and, I, and I remember asking you about that once and like, cause, and I hear a lot of people say Kumro and like, you know, like you, like you said, probably in the old country, it was like that or some variation on that, but yeah. I, I thought it was just Kumro. So like, that's good. So most choir directors like probably pronounce it correctly because they had diction classes and they probably recognize that stuff right away. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, in my IPA class, it would be Kumro. So <laughs> I'm just excited that I, I was saying it right. So the way that well, you are pronouncing it right now. So. Well, Aaron, I've discovered that most of the time you're right. So, you know, just go. <laughs> Listen, she doesn't and, need and another person the, telling the, That's it. That's all we need. Thanks for your Sound bite. Let's go. I mean, I've heard Brad say it. You're smarter than me. Yeah. You're prettier than me. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's true. We do. We're like, you're smart. I'm dumb. You're yeah, that's pretty. What I'm ugly. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the kids get a kick out of it when we do that too, or when you do that. They're like, "Wait a minute, what's going on?" Yeah, I know. Like, Are you allowed to say that? I'm like, "Yes, it's funny. It's okay. We're friends." <laughs> I can say it about myself. You can't. Say it about exactly. (laughs) That was something I learned early on. Is that like, man, if I make fun of myself um, or laugh at my own joke, I don't have to worry about someone else doing it or people not laughing at my joke. So, I always if the kids don't laugh, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm funny. Yep. Yeah, I'm funny. I do that. I do that. Too. I'm like, no, seriously, you, you need to laugh right now. I am funny. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wake up and laugh at my jokes. <laughs> That's your job today. <laughs> it's, the, it's the reason I became a band director. I needed a room full of kids who would just like laugh at my stupid jokes. Like, yeah, yep. I, just, I need an audience. I, I'll, I feel good about myself then. Yep. <laughs> I love um, it. If you really want to kill a joke. We've discovered if you just start explaining it in, in excruciating detail, yes. you know, like, well, here's why this is funny. Right. This is why it's funny. 
<laughs> that's actually a really great technique um you know conan o'brien is one of my favorite comics and and he actually does that a lot he'll start to like explain a joke that doesn't need explaining yeah and his explanation is way more funny than the actual joke yeah and i i just i love that yeah awesome so good well scott um we we think that this is gonna be such a great episode uh for band directors because uh, you're an amazing band director here in Minnesota. But I think uh, we're also going to talk about some topics that are going to apply to teachers in general and um, life in general. We've got a lot of people who listen to this podcast who either aren't band directors or maybe aren't teachers at all. They're just people who um, find Aaron and I entertaining or they're friends of ours that we pay to listen to the podcast. <laughs> that's why we need sponsorships because we're that's, like that's paying right. other people to listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I say, I say we just dive right into it. Um, if you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and um, you know where you're from and who you are and um, the basic bi biography. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm Scott Comero. I'm teaching here in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, which happens to be like where I grew up. Um, and it was one of those things I remember in like my my first year. No, no. I think freshman or sophomore year in college, I remember saying specifically, I will never teach in Fergus Falls. I will never teach in a private school and I'll never teach out of state. So my first job was in Aurora, Illinois, in a private school. <laughs> 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 you were like two for three right out of the shoot. Yeah, just right away. And then my third job or my second job, sorry, was was here in Fergus after a few years in Illinois. Um, I started in the the middle school teaching um sixth and eighth grade band and then lessons five through eight and really had it in me like I really wanted to be a high school band director someday. And so when Jim Iverson retired here in I think it was 2012. Um, I, I, I jumped at the opportunity and, and just kind of went in full bore and I did the high school for, um, about 10 years, I suppose then. Um, and so when I made, when I made the announcement to my students last year that I was going to be leaving the high school, um, because I felt like I owed them an explanation, at least, you know, somewhat, um, what I started with is it, it was the, uh, it was the meeting of many, many different things that would even get me to consider leaving that job because I enjoyed it I, very much. I mean, I liked every part of it. I liked pet band, we, high school jazz band. I loved working with our top band and doing, you know, like, you know, grade four, grade five stuff and digging into it. Um, but there were, like I said, a lot of different things. And so, some of them I'm willing to talk pretty openly about and some of them not. But um, I think I had burned myself out. I had taken on a lot and and tried to just push the envelope. And I, um, I was staying up late at night trying to do get stuff ready and done. And um, it, it like really, especially now that I'm 42, you know, it um, I'm not 20 anymore. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and like physically I was just, was not doing well. Um, and then also like probably the biggest piece is the fact that we had uh, a baby last year, um, actually this year in, um, in March. And I did not know how I was going to juggle all that high school stuff and be a dad to a nine-year-old and, and a newborn. Um, because at nine now, he's starting to get like, you know, we got wrestling tonight. Yeah. And he had orchestra this morning. And um, and so it's like, it's just, how do we, how do I keep up with that? And I know some people have, lots of people make it work, but just the way my family dynamic was, it didn't feel like it was going to be possible. Um, additionally, I what, two years ago now, I started doing the beginning band because I was kind of curious about some stuff. 
um, uh, I, some ideas I had when I got my master's degree, I was getting it with like some elementary, uh, not elementary music, just elementary classroom teachers. And they were doing this stuff that I thought was so cool. And I was like, how would I, if I was going to do beginning band, how would I use this stuff? And then how would I maybe be able to use this stuff with like seventh grade? And, and then it's like, okay, how do seventh graders learn? Like, where are they at? I just kind of started getting really curious about that. And then all of a sudden, so these things are happening and then somebody in our district retires and I'm like, okay, well, I'm in a, I'm in a location where like, I, I'm not really going to be leaving this district. Like there's, it's not like we have a school right next door necessarily that's going to have a job. So if I want to kind of fulfill this stuff, it's like kind of now or never. What's really been funny. I don't know if you guys have had this experience or anybody listening has. Um, I have had so many people, including just yesterday, walk up to me and grab me and they say, how are you doing? <laughs> like, like, I think that some people have this notion that we get relegated to the junior high. Oh, and that's a place that maybe people don't want to be. Oh. And I like, I don't think any of our jobs are like that. I think, I, I mean, I, I certainly know people get put in places where they maybe aren't, they don't want to be, or they don't fit well, but um, I, I hundred percent chose this and I have, I've been so happy this year. It's been so fun. I was worried about middle school energy because when I taught middle school before it like really got to me and there's just so many things I didn't know. I didn't know how to direct that energy in the way I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And so it was like tiger by the tail. Like some days were good. Some days were you know bad, but I just, I feel like we got a really good thing going right now. I'm very happy with how this year is turning out. Um, and I've just been excited to work with like, I don't know, like there's still some, like <laughs> there's still some, um, uh, it's, I don't know how to say this the right way without making it sound like high schoolers lose all their enthusiasm, but there's, there's just some newness to it still that, the, oh, and I think too, they're, they're still willing to be sometimes a little bit more silly than high schoolers are, you know, they're willing, they got that goofy energy. Um, yeah. So that's, and I'm willing to talk more about some of that stuff. Like um, the things that I didn't mention, like uh, about two years ago, I had a bit of an like anxiety attack leading up to our, our field show. Um, and I didn't know what it was. And I, like, I ended up going to the ER and my blood pressure was super high. And that spun me into going to talk to a, a psychiatrist. Um, and I got like diagnosed with general anxiety, which is not like an extreme anxiety. Um, and I was like, that was really eye opening to me. And I was trying to figure out like what, what it was. And I, I do feel like there's something different in high school jobs. There's a little bit more pressure for like the, the, the polish of the product. And I would, I think that that part, part of it was what really got to me. Um, it, it was really funny. I was just reliving this with, um, one of the, one of the choir directors here, who's a good friend of mine, Janelle Trosvig. And, um, I remember I got back from like that therapist session and, and I was like, they, Janelle, they diagnosed me with general anxiety. And she's like, what you didn't know. <laughs> 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 apparently it's like the, the, our best kept secret secret here that i i was you know i had some anxiety so oh man um, and and again i think that there are plenty of people that can get diagnosed with that and still manage to keep you know their high school positions and stuff but it, again just kind of the convergence of all, all those stuff it just felt like the right time for me to to move yeah and you know i mean that's it, it's such a 
middle school has, it, I started off my career too with middle school and I loved it. I loved it, but I always, I always felt like I wanted to be a high school band director. I wanted to give that a shot if I ever was able to get the opportunity and, and here we are and I'm still loving it. But I think with, with this year, <clears throat> the last couple of years, but then this year, the most it's, it's, it's the kids are, it's different. And I'm still trying to figure out that all that stuff out too. But I think by, you know, taking action, in that and, and, you know, like going to see a therapist, I started doing that this year too, just to make sure like my head was taking care of me as well. And making sure like I was, was doing what I needed to do for me and, and my own self-care and things like that. Um, what's interesting for me, and I don't know, like, this is probably like the elephant in the room. And if we don't want to talk about this, we don't have to, but the, the elephant I think is sometimes that male ego high school band director. And I know, I think things are changing a lot now, but you and I are this, like close to the same age and, and Brad too, right? Like I'm 45. So we've all kind of been around and seen that. And you know, the old, um, what's it, what's it called? The, uh, the good old boys club or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, and you know, you can certainly speak more on the boys club thing, because I, I would say that I, I could be totally oblivious to things that get, you know, <laughs> that, that get, get thrown out there. In fact, I mean, side note, we've got our new um, band director here is uh, Michaela Pash. She's a first year graduate out of Concordia College. Uh -huh. um, and her and I have had several conversations about that because of how blind I think guys can be to some of the stuff that goes on still. I mean, it disappoints yeah. me. Like she was with us during the marching band season and she had some people approach her in, a, in an inappropriate way. And I was like, what? It's 2022. Like, yeah. don't we know better yet? Right. Um, so that's a really interesting question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... I, I was I was actually worried about how my ego would be actually coming into the year and seeing the program still succeed. I mean, I, that, I don't know if that would sound weird, but like, because sometimes I think that we think it's all on us and our back and that maybe no one else could do it. I don't know if you guys ever feel like that, but sometimes <laughs> I'll just admit that sometimes I, th I think that I hold the magic answer, the magic key. What's really been fun this year um, is that I've, I've now I've tried to step back from the high school as much as possible. I mean, I, I stop in and say, hi, I mean, I like, I still know those kids very well. And I want to support Josh McGowan and Michaela Pash and everything they're doing. Cause they've taken over like pep band and jazz band, and they're going to be doing marching band this summer. And they're, so I'm the old guy in the room now, Josh is 10 years younger than me roughly. And Michaela is 10 years younger than him. And it's really fun seeing one perspective they bring to this job um and some of the like just the different ideas like we've been doing the same thing in Fergus you know say with pet band since when I was in high school and it's kind of like I came in and like just didn't think about change and now all of a sudden instead of just playing at um you know we in the winter it's like basketball and hockey for the most part Josh is like well let's go to a girls gymnastics meet and play yeah and in the fall they did a really fun thing where they did like they did like cross country football and volleyball or something like that. I mean, they just did this whole barrage on one night, you know, oh, and I'm fun. like, Oh yeah. man, I never, I never would have thought about doing that just because I was living in that box maybe a little bit too much. Sure. Um, so that's been, that's been really fun um, to, to see. And, and again, I was worried about kind of like what my ego would, would kind of do if, you know, if it didn't fall apart <laughs> and it didn't fall apart though. No. So like the first thing that um, where the, the high school wind ensemble they played was at veterans day. Mm -hmm. And I sat that just cause it's just kind of crowded. Everybody's there in the gymnasium. I sat behind the band and I just was so proud 
of because because I know that there was a, like a little bit of stumbles at the beginning of the year as they were definitely going to be with any new new person coming in and knowing like they had gone through those stumbles and like hearing them play and I was like oh man so great so great well, I'm, yeah. I'm just so glad to hear that you're enjoying the energy of the middle schoolers because um, man we saw you last year with the with the fifth grade oh, band and so um, it's still one of the best sessions I've ever seen at the the midwinter convention for MMEA your creativity and your energy and how those students were feeding off of you and um it was just really fantastic and i i know exactly what you mean like sometimes at the high school it's like pulling teeth i know aaron and i we talk about this you know sometimes you'll be in a lesson and you'll ask kids a question and they just like stare at you um <laughs> and um you know younger kids like aren't like that like they'll answer your questions they'll they'll play a wrong note and they'll do it bravely and boldly i was just over at one of our middle schools yesterday working with some middle school uh brass lessons and I came back and I was like, I, I was just, it was so fun because uh, they're, they're silly and uh, they're smiling and they just want to play loud all the time. Like, and I ask them, do you like band? They're like, we love band. And like, <laughs> I know high school kids do, um, but they don't express it in the same way. Like you said, well, like, there's yeah, a lot absolutely. Of, Go ahead. Yeah. There's just like so much, I think sometimes there's so much pressure to be good at the high school level that it takes away some of the um, excitement from it. It's like, um, and that's a really tough tightrope to walk because, you know, you want to have excellence, but you also right. like need to not forget about like why you started in the first place. And it's, it's a thing that I had a conversation with Jazz One this week as we're preparing for the holiday concerts. You know, we're doing this, this they, they're just loving the music, they're crushing it. I'm like, y'all got to go back to like those eighth graders that we just had a jazz concert with and watching those little trumpet players dance around and like get into it. And I said, listen, yeah. I know that I have these expectations about articulations and dynamics and, and execution and all the things, but ultimately we got to go back to why we're doing music. Cause we love it. It makes us feel a certain way. So, you know, like giving those reminders when we're talking to beginning band teachers and beginning or in middle school band teachers and things like that, like, Oh my gosh, it's just like, it's so energizing. I just love it. Yeah, I'm, I want to I want to bring this up too. It's a little bit related to what Brad and you were just saying, and I, um, it was it's one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you guys. I mean, I've I've had the opportunity. We've 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 had you know we've had a beer here and there, and we've <laughs> you know we've talked on um, in many different times. But I, and I've but I've always known I've always suspected that like the, our approach to education and our thoughts about what the band is here for is similar, and it didn't ring true enough. To, didn't fully resonate with me. Maybe I'm stumbling with my words, but when I was listening to your podcast and you were talking and this line came out that sometimes the kid needs the band more than the band needs the kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, they get it. Like, okay. Like for real, like that, that is something. And I think maybe something that um, in particular right now, we need to make sure we're providing because kids are still not like, well, you mentioned it before. We're just not where we were, you know, in 2019. And I mean, some of that's technical, but like even with the fifth graders, you know, so they would have been like what third grade when, when everything was unraveling this year, my fifth graders like are super unruly. Like, I'm kind of glad they're not the ones I brought to MMEA. They're awesome. <laughs> In case any of them are listening, you're fantastic. 
but you know this because we just talked about it today. You won't be quiet in rehearsal when I need you to be quiet. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it, for me, I'm, my, my thought is it's more so than the other fifth grade classes I've met. And I think that we're going to see all that stuff along the way here. Like th- they missed this. They were in sixth grade and we just, we didn't realize that in sixth grade they, they got, they received this thing. And again, like that's the stuff where we can be like, okay, so we can, we can see this and now we can try to, you know, provide them this opportunity to grow. Um, but anyway, just, I love that idea that sometimes the kid needs the band more than the band needs the kid. I just think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and like the, the stuff for me with, with the school year isn't about, isn't about the technique. Isn't, it isn't about, you know, being able to play 16th notes like crazy and all 12 scales and all the things like that. It's not, I mean, I think that we're doing okay here. Like that's, that's exciting, but it's more so, like you said, like the, the, the not talking, the, the, the maturity levels are are way yeah. different. Um, the, this isn't fair, you know, this, this happened to me. So you're treating me differently than that person and, and all this stuff. And it's like it, when, when you're talking about like high school kids, when that's still happening, when they're almost on their way out the door, they're like, Whoa, like those, that emotional, level is is whoa that's what's that's what throws me for the loop I'm like I I was not prepared for that to be like because I can I can meet the kids where they're at it doesn't matter if they can't count very well yet or this or that or whatever it is I'll I'll meet you where you're at and I'm gonna get you I'm gonna I'm gonna push you to to the level that you need to push if you you know quit band for a couple years during middle school and you're coming back we'll meet you we'll get you but man the the I'm I'm just not used to that part of it. And so that's, that's, what's been a really big challenge for me is trying to navigate through that and be like, okay, I got to stop seeing that kid all the time. I got to see, I got to see the, um, the kids that are, um, showing up and doing the work. And so that it doesn't like totally drain me every single day. So, yeah. Well, I hey, a, I, got a guest, I got a guest here. This is my son, Zeke. Hey, Zeke. Hi, Zeke. Hi, Aaron, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> and you're you're nine mm-hmm. i have a nine-year-old too his name is duke duke all right all right <laughs> <laughs> playing violin and orchestra and whatever in band we don't know yet next year so uh, yeah just get, get out <laughs> get out i gotta go um, <laughs> well i think i think this is such a great um, important topic. And it's actually, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that you kind of feel like you have the same, or we have the same educational philosophy as you do, mm-hmm. because that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you in return. And um, I've been thinking a lot about in the past year, when I first started teaching, I used the phrase band is a life all the time. And, and I always told students, not because band should be your life, or I want you to do band for the rest of your life, but like band teaches such important life skills. And it's never seemed more important than post-COVID, where we see kids who are really struggling with um, social issues and mental health. And band is one of those things that can really make your life better and make your life feel complete. It's the social-emotional learning component that um, benefits you, you whether you're playing hot cross buns as a fifth grader or whether you're playing some grade five or six um thing at 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 the high school level like music is music yeah yeah and um i i think one thing with that though um because i think a lot of times 
music teachers will say like, oh, you know, band teaches leadership and band teaches like, like you said, it helps us with social emotional things. But I think we have to be intentful about it. Mm -hmm. I think too many people think that band teaches leadership because we have marching band. Yeah, but what are you doing to foster that leadership and, and making sure that you're teaching? Like one big thing to me is the servant leader. Like I when 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 I would talk to section leaders and stuff, I'm like, you're not here to like rule with authority. You're here to figure out how you can serve, you know, your section the best. Um, I, I hope I live that I've got, you know, I've got a sign to try to remind me. I, I like to do that little signs here and there. Like when I walk out my door, my job is to be a service to my students. Um, and, and so I, like, I, I, cause I a hundred percent agree with you I, with all that stuff. I think we can teach life skills. And I think that it's a great place for students, um, to, to help with their social emotional learning because we get to connect with music. We get to connect with each other. And some of that probably happens because of the nature of music, but I think we have to be intentful about. So like um, we were, we did um, the song E Banks and Braze with the, um, it's a Michael Sweeney arrangement for my seventh grade band. And every day I just talked about um, this, this trip I had, I took in Scotland all by myself. And I, I showed them pictures like every day we did it. And I, like my feeling was, I mean, I, I think I, I think this worked is that it helped them like hear stories and connect with that piece in a different way. And I, and I believe that that's part of their, their social emotional learning in my class. And yeah. then my, you know, the goal too would be then maybe to have them share stories. I just don't think any of them had been to Scotland. I probably could have been more creative, I guess, but. Well, and that's, you know, it's such a good point about talking about why we do things, why, you know, yes, we can say all this leadership stuff, but if we don't talk to the kids about why and how this is leadership and how this is going to affect you outside of the class, outside of like the music classroom, you know, showing up 15 minutes early, I still have a kid, call him a kid. He's like 27, 28 years old, <laughs> former student. That's like, he'll, he'll message me every once in a while. He's like, because of you, because of band, because of the expectation of being early is to be on time. I am on, I'm early to this job interview and I got this job and, you know, like, but if we don't talk to kids about why we're doing this, why, you know, it's not just about the, the end process of the, of the concert, you know, it's like all these little things, like, yes, this is going to help you here. This is going to be a part of your life. I had a parent one time, I think I've told this story. He was very upset because um, his, his kid was kind of coming out late cause he was, he was socializing and he wasn't a socializing kid, but the dad didn't know that. And, um, he's like, well, I need to know these things if he's going to be late. Cause I've got all this and that and the other going on. And I said, I totally get it. I totally, totally get it. Um, I said, he's trying to balance everything himself and learn all this because he's going to be you someday. He's going to be that parent that's running their kids around to different activities. So he's trying to learn how to balance everything with school and marching band. And, and, all, and, and the dad was just like radio silent, like, okay, I get yeah. it, you know? And that was a really cool moment for me too, to even just realize like, oh yeah, we're teaching these kids how to be us, you know, yeah. with, with children and jobs and and I, I think that's a good point too, that again, like I've, I've, and I'm certainly not going to pretend to be perfect because I know I've done things like this in, in my, in my past, mm -hmm. but like where a student comes into the class and there's, there's some issue, like they, you know, they're late for the concert. They, they, they're always late for class and, or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And I've just been in so many conversations with people that are like willing to be like, well, then you can't, you can't be in this ensemble. You can't. 
And it, instead of that, like, isn't that a great opportunity? Like for us to like take that kid and like say, Hey, we, we value you. Mm -hmm. I value you so much being at that concert, you know, like that's, that's why, that's why I have this requirement or this X thing. And so like one of the, um, one of the books that really changed my life and the way I approached was, um, teaching with love and logic. Yeah. That's um, a good one. It's really good. And, um, it really impacted like the conversations that I, I had with kids and how I had them and to make sure, like, I, like, I'll admit that I, I I'm a person with a temper and just, it's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's both the Camaro and the Hanson side for the record, just in case any relatives are listening. <laughs> and um, and I I realized like it, it was actually in that book that when when you get mad at a kid and you're you know you're raising your voice, they don't think about the thing they did wrong. They think about the fact that you're mad. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was so that was I mean we yeah. could, I could talk about yeah, tons yeah. of lessons I got from that book, but like that that helped me understand so much it really set me on my path to like learning how to use every scenario that's maybe even bad to try to teach a kid yep mm -hmm. like you said aaron why why do i want you here early well it's that's how we are prepared and by the way you need to be prepared when you go into the real world so let's let's learn that now here's another great one profanity <laughs> it'll swear in the hallway and they'll say and i'll say hey mouth or language and they'd be like, oh, I didn't know you were there. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's great, great observation. First, I don't want you to use it in the school ever. Pretend I'm always there, you know? Yep. And two, you never know when you're in a circumstance where the person that you're going to go into a job interview later on is around. Mm -hmm. And so like, let's, let's work on it. And again, if I had gone over that with just anger, they would have been like, oh, he was mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not the why he was mad. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been funny. able to squash my anger. I don't get mad yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't, good. you know what? I don't get nearly as angry as I used to. I mean, 20 years ago, I thought that like yelling all the time would, um, would like make kids, um, you know, pay attention or be, um, uh, better students or whatever. Um, it's funny that you mentioned love and logic though, because, um, I haven't heard a reference to that in a while. And actually my educational psychology class in college, um, literally that was the textbook. Um, oh, yeah. this, it was, it was, it was really new at the time. And the professor was like, there's this amazing new book out. And this is literally <laughs> going to be the curriculum for the entire class this semester. Um, so like we got quite an education in love and logic and, uh, I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. 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 It's, it'd be a good thing to just like revisit, you know, that's, that's, yeah. um, so feel free to you know, like edit this out, but this is such a great story kind of related. So, um, I, let's see, it was my class of, I think, 2020. And um, we had a rehearsal where I was getting a little upset. And I was really like, okay, like, you're, you're not, you're not getting it. You're, you know, you're not paying attention. And somebody stopped and like, oh, Mr. Comer, you're so mad. And I was like, guys, this is not mad. You haven't <laughs> seen mad. Mad was a guy that lived, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. And one girl raises her hand and she goes, Philadelphia. And I stopped and I was like, Oh no. Like I had, I think I was so disappointed in myself that I had like blacked out this portion of their, their high school experience. But when they were freshmen, they were, we were going to Philadelphia for a trip and they were constantly 
not paying attention to the like what they were supposed to do. Constant the whole way out there, they were not in the right place. They were getting off the bus and they weren't supposed. I, I was just hurting cats all the time with these freshmen, you know. <laughs> and we finally got to Philadelphia, and you guys know what those bus rides are like. I'm yep. tired. I told you to stay on the bus. I go around to deal with the adults and get keys figured out. And all these freshmen are piling off the bus. And I admit I lost my mind because I was oh, no. just there. Oh. So when this girl said Philadelphia, I was like, oh, yeah, you've seen mad. OK, yeah. you've seen that okay. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it with buses on tour? I, I've only lost my mind once in the past seven years. And it happened in Hawaii last year as we were trying to load a bus and some kid got on the wrong bus. And oh, my gosh, anybody who was on that, we had you know 100 kids on that was... trip. And that still comes up. They're like, oh, that day in Hawaii. I'm like, yep. yep. The day Marissa you know like, lost no. his mind on the bus <laughs> to circle back around that's a that's a human thing right mm -hmm. and i have also and this is i think this is in te teaching and love and logic but i've discovered and we all know this what a great opportunity to, to to show some humbleness and some willingness and so the next day i it was i think it was the next day i approached them and i said look i i apologize you know i made a mistake because of x y and z can you know i'm sorry can we move on from this and this, this also happened recently in a seventh grade rehearsal. We were a couple of weeks before the concert. We were practicing a piece that I, it was that, that same thing, all ye, uh, no, ye banks and braids that I thought was going to be easy for them. Turns out three, four time was just really throwing them off. And, um, and I was getting more, like, I wasn't, I, like, I, I, I was not yelling. I really like, I don't think that's appropriate. I want to, you know, squash that, but you know, like my frustrations raising because I can't, you know, I can't figure out why they're making these mistakes. And, um, and, and they, they, they knew I was disappointed. The room's tense. Seventh graders even know this They're They could be perceptive, you know, and they leave. And two days later, um, they come back for, for rehearsal. And I said, Hey, was we're at last rehearsal like total garbage and they were like yeah it was really really bad okay I, why was it bad and they said us is us and i said you're right but it was us I, i'm like i'm part of us and there were things that i wasn't adapting to in rehearsal i wasn't expecting them to happen when i said i was part of us with these seventh graders they like there was like a handful of them that go <laughs> Wow. And and I think that's telling that maybe we don't have enough adults in their lives that are able to admit that like mm -hmm. I'm I wasn't I wasn't prepared enough for you guys. I, I thought I was. And then that made me a little self-conscious about what I was doing. And so then I got a little tense because I wasn't prepared to deal with the situation. Because that's really what it was. If I had been prepared to deal with the the mistakes that I was, you know, could anticipate, yeah. then I, I would have been much more relaxed. Well, and isn't that just going back to like the whole you know, laughing at yourself. If you, you, you fall down and, and you laugh, like I'm funny, you laugh at me sort of a deal. When we feel like we are in control of those emotions, that's, a, that's in, you know, whether it's, we're getting frustrated on the podium because we, we, we just can't seem to figure out like, why can't they get this or whatever. But if we take a step back and say, okay, I, I, I am not, I'm not prepared. I, I messed up, but I will come back and you can count on me that I will be you know, that, that, that servant attitude, like I am going to do better next time. And that's, I think that that's yeah. so important and you're absolutely right. I think there's too many adults in kids' lives that, that don't have that, that humbleness, that, that humility, that vulnerability to show them that it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay yeah. 
to, to, to have those feelings, but now I've got to show you how I'm going to react to that, you know? And we've all certainly been there that we have reacted on the podium the way that we did not want to, or on a bus, Mr. (laughs) Mariska. Well, and I I really like like you (laughs) putting yourself in their shoes and saying, you know, I'm part of this too. Like I'm part of the ensemble. Anybody can stand Mm -hmm. up on in the front of the room or on a podium and wave their arms around. And sometimes when I have students who are struggling um, with something in the music, it's, it's easy to get frustrated, but um, then I go grab an instrument and I try playing it myself. And, and more often than not, I realize, oh, crap, <laughs> that that is really hard. I was like, now I know it's why hard. it doesn't sound good. I was like, that was, that was yeah. bad on me for not yeah. seeing that in the music, bad on me for not maybe tr- play testing it ahead of time. Um, now, Aaron does get mad at me because then I leave those instruments laying around. So like, like current, currently, like in, in the front of the room, I have a, a trombone and a saxophone and a clarinet because like, I was like, I, I love to play along with the ensembles every once in a while, but I'm, I'm not so great at putting my things away, which is another thing that I could, He's do not. That. I, I, could, I know, right. I, I could be toys modeling, away, Brad. You know, so every time away. I tell a kid that their, you know, locker isn't locked or their case isn't latched. I'm like, Oh, my trombone is literally laying in the front of the band room right now. So not even on, not well, even on a stand, and I'm, it's just and like I, laying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, what are your long-term goals? Do you have them? Do you think about that right now with this new change? I mean, it might be too soon to yeah. be thinking about that, but. No, I'm, I'm actually super excited because I feel like there's some development that can happen here. Um, and <clears throat> so for example, one thing I've always valued is the commissioning of new works. I just like the idea of perpetuating. Oh, um, I just, yeah, one of my ensembles just our, sight read Daybreak um, uh, just last week, which yeah. was commissioned oh, yeah, yeah. by Fergus Falls. Yeah. So that was jo- one of, that was Josh McGowan's project. And, um, and it's a great piece. Um, I think I'm going to try to get it on the young band literature cool. session this year too, if we can. Yeah. Paul's amazing. It, like, like just in general, let's plug Paul Craven's music. Because really- yeah, Paul Cravens, band directors who are listening, Paul Cravens, uh, Minnesota-based composer, and um, great. Pe- he's got a lot of pieces out there for band now, but the one that really caught my ear was Daybreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I've I've admired like um, Charles Wise here in our in our state, and Chris Gleason, and the amount of work that they've done to commission things. And <clears throat> so, one of the things I thought modeling after Chris Gleason's work with um, I think it's called commission possible that he did with um, with his program in Sun Prairie is every year I'm, I'm really hoping to commission a piece for seventh grade band so working with composer Haley Woodrow this year on a piece the hard part about that is always trying to find funding this first kind of round of money just kind of happened to be there in our booster um, budget and then I'm going to do a little bit of schmoozing with some people in the community to try to get some other things to happen so that's one thing um, I would really like to um, try to create some opportunities for our just our younger students in general to travel. I really value travel um, because I think both both as like a musician, but, but as a human being, getting outside our bubble, even if it's just getting a, an hour or two away um, and seeing someplace else and meeting different people, I just think that's super valuable. We're really lucky because we have Fargo Moorhead close by, and and with programs like um, you know Concordia College. And MSUM, and I know you guys recently talked about NDSU's um, band program coming through. Um, so, like, even just an hour from our door, we have like really great programs that I think it would be really valuable for our 
we, we oftentimes save those experiences for our high school students. And I think that we, our middle school students can get a lot from that kind of stuff. Thousand percent. Well, yep. we, we were just talking the other day, we saw Eric Sanger um, at Cheska Middle School West. Uh, is that correct? Did I say that right? I yeah. Uh, or is he east there. west uh but anyway i, I mean he's there. he's taking kids to, uh, middle schoolers to where are they going nashville nashville. Wow. He, nashville yeah the modern the modern band session yeah um i mean it's like that's amazing and like what you said what why do we save these travel opportunities for high school yeah. like you can travel with middle school kids i mean it's you need, you need more chaperones and it's it's but um it, it can totally be done but absolutely like even doing jazz festivals or you know we host a, a middle school band festival here um, and, and we love it. Even if it's just a one day situation, not like even an overnight trip. Yeah. Cause that I, I get it that like, that might be daunting for some people, but I, I, I agree you guys just about making the world smaller, whether it's our state or our surrounding States and going to, to hear and giving those opportunities to kids to hear college groups or other high school groups or whatever, other middle school groups. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys are also familiar with Harmony Bridge. Um, if anybody doesn't know, it's a program that Mike Levine with the Dallas Brass started. Basically, the idea is to teach students how to do small ensemble playing. With with he's he's got these books that are f flexible ensembles, um, and then to engage and go out to um, like I, I refer to them in, as nursing care homes and I, I, or nursing homes. I, I don't know if that's the non PC version now, but it's what I, what I know them as to go into nursing homes and not only perform for the residents, but also to engage with them in conversation. Um, and so we, we just finished our concert here at the end of November. And now we're in the middle of getting ready to do some harmony bridge stuff um, so that our younger students can do some ensemble playing. Josh McGowan has been doing that with the eighth grade band for years with um, with like Christmas ensembles and those David Newell um, SATB books. And so now just hoping to broaden their experience. And we're talked about maybe even trying to do some kind of solo and ensemble contest in the middle school. So I'm I am really super excited for that stuff. Um, I <clears throat> I got I have some personal things that I'm excited for. Um, I, I've, I've got, I know you guys know this, that I've got a, a podcast and a, and a YouTube channel called masters of the Museverse, And I'm hoping that, yeah, plug your, plug your plug stuff. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so masters of the Museverse um, is basically trying to talk to experts like Scott Jones and talk about his meal program. And, um, I've got, I've got a couple really interesting things coming up, but we've had a baby that hasn't been sleeping for seven months and like, it just hasn't left me no time to pursue, Things are starting to get better. So I've got some conversations with David Newell and Dr. Tim, um, as well as some other people to talk about that. Um, though that's a really fun thing. I mean, I know you, you guys know this because this is what you're doing. Like these conversations with with uh, with other educators, um, they're just so fun and enlightening. Yeah. Well, and if any of our listeners would like to learn more about the Harmony Bridge Project, you can listen to episode 25 of Band in Minnesota, where we interview Michael Levine, and we talk all about the Harmony Bridge Project. And um, as I turn my salesman voice off, <laughs> um, he, he tells one of the greatest stories um, about be going um, uh, with, the, with the Dallas Brass to this little town in the middle of South Dakota, and they're they're going to do this evening concert, and the, like the town basically shuts down. But um, also about how they they spend time 
in that same community going to the local nursing home. And this is when he was first sort of like launching the Harmony Bridge project and, and just like a wonderful story about um, great people in far flung, flung places that might not otherwise have access to music or I mean we just took our jazz bands to our local nursing home yeah. and it was the first time in almost almost three years that we'd been able to be there because of COVID and reminding these high school students that went to play that um we're literally going to somebody's home this is their home and they don't have access to go to concerts and um this is the first time that they've heard live music in maybe three years. And for some of them that it might be the last time they ever hear live music. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and that's a, that's an incredible opportunity. It's a huge responsibility. Um, it's really powerful. So connecting with those communities is so important. Yeah. I, I love that story for Michael. Um, did he, did he tell it on your, on the episode? Yeah. yeah it's, if you listen to episode 25, he tells that st whole story. It's yeah. super powerful. And I remember shortly after that, my, my own grandma was in the hospital and then into, into a nursing home and she was in end of life stuff. And, um, she was starting to lose her memory a little bit and very difficult, you know, to go through. And, um, I brought my guitar in and started, we started singing some things together. And like, like, you know, we all know this. One of the great things about music is there's something in there that's wired deep. And all of a sudden she's not just singing, she's singing harmony with me. And, um, and I had a little bit of a Mike Levine moment too, because when I stepped out in the hallway, there were people that had stopped, you know, live yeah. music is powerful, especially like you said, for people that don't, aren't able to get out, um, and, and do and hear it anymore and experience it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You, you, you've heard that same story and it was like, they were in there playing and then all of a sudden like you could hear the, the feet coming down the hall yeah. and hear the hear the, the wheelchairs rolling and all of a sudden there was just this crowd that, that, that came. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really powerful. Yep, yeah, it is. And he probably got a bigger crowd because there was a bunch of professional musicians, not some chump on it with his guitar. So. That's, <laughs> but it's all, it's all the same. I mean, like, right. I mean, obviously like he was there with some like great musicians, but you don't have to be. A, yes. Yeah. A world, I, I, yeah. I was just making a joke. You, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. But I think that's like really important. Our yeah. students need to hear that. You don't have to be a professional musician to go to a nursing home and play the piano or play the guitar for the residents. Absolutely. Like you could literally, you could be a, a middle school kid who takes um, their um, lesson books and just sit and practice piano for half an hour at the nursing home. And people would think it was the greatest thing yep. ever. Yeah. Very cool. I really appreciate you guys. And, and I just want to say again, that um, I'm, it's just so nice to, to, I've listened to most of your podcasts. I mean, really, and um, I just like what you're bringing to um, to people's like to the forefront of people's minds about how some of the real reasons why we're here and the impact we can have on student lives. Like I, I remember saying, I think I had this in my presentation at MMEA. No, I didn't. It was another one I did. Um, I, I, my, my, I have this statement that band should be fun. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> I believe that 100%. When the kid walks in the door, I want them to be so excited to come in the door. I don't care if it's fifth grader or senior they should be excited to be there because music should be fun. And if we're making music, not fun, we're, we're doing it a disservice. But then my next slide in my presentation says, I'm not implying that we sacrifice a quality music education for fun. Yes. I believe yes. that in a quality music, you can education, do both. We can have fun. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So and yep. that's a it's... great note for me to say, like, like George Costanza, I want to end on a high note. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> out. <laughs> 
That's it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This is so much fun. It's always so great to hear you talk. And, and I know that, you know, we've got some distance between us physically with Minnesota, but like, it's just, it's so wonderful to know, like kids getting such an amazing music education to the North as well. You know, it's yeah. just awesome. Well, so. ditto, ditto to you guys. I'm, I'm proud to know you and I'm proud of what you guys do for your, your school, your, in the state, you guys do a lot of good. Well, Thank thanks. You. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, once again, this has been Scott Cumro and, uh, Scott, maybe you can join us as we do our closing and where we all say the title of the show together. You want to join us for that? Yeah. Will the timing be all okay right. here in, in Northern Minnesota? Well, we'll <laughs> we're going to find out it doesn't work as good on zoom, but I'm recording separate tracks oh, for each okay. person. So I can shift them a little. So you give us a pause. Um, I forget. Do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will do that. Here we go. This has been another episode of Band, Band in, in Minnesota. Minnesota. That, I killed was it. I killed not, that was not good at all. Okay. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. When I know the episode's wrapping up, I'm usually going to the next one. <laughs> I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know how you, how you paced that. That's okay. all right. Well, we're, we're going to try one more yeah. time because listen, we, we all know that, that rehearsal is important yep. and yeah. it, I got it's, it. it's it, time to reset. It, 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 it never works the first time. Okay. Reset. This has been an, <laughs> this has been another episode of band, band in, in Minnesota. Minnesota. That was pretty good. That was definitely better. Like a 75% <laughs> improvement. I call that a win. That's, that's, that's right on. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, have well, fun at wrestling tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks.